Hello, this is Darren from One Hit Away Foundation. Jeff Kemp and I just completed a fantastic podcast, which you're about to hear. Hey, a technical heads up. There's nothing wrong with your device, but you may hear a strange static when I ask some of the questions to Jeff. Other than that, uh, Jeff's comments were spot on, and I'm confident you'll feel the same. Hey, thanks again, and enjoy the podcast. Hello, and welcome to One Hit Away Foundation podcast series. Uh, my name is Darren Cedibaca, and the co-founder of One Hit Away Foundation, which is the only nonprofit organization in the country that is dedicated to brain healing and brain health of sports-related concussions. And I might add sub-concussions. We'll talk about those later. If you're interested in learning more about brain healing treatments for sports-related concussions, this is the right place, and we thank you for your time and interest on this vital subject that we believe is becoming an unfortunate epidemic in our country. Also, sports have been a part of your life one is just one hit away from a sports-related concussion. Yep, that invisible injury. Let me just take one second and tell you what an invisible injury does. If you just take a human brain as it's standing there today, as it's living, and we actually start cutting it in half, the brain would never let us know it hurts because it has no pain receptors. And athletes of all ages just do not know that. The brain does not tell you it's damaged because there's no pain receptors itself. That in itself is alarming. So we get terrible signals along the way that says something's not right. Well, that's one reason One Hit Away Foundation is here, because we want to make sure those signals don't persist and get larger and in the way of life. Today's podcast, I'm very our fifth podcast, and we are so excited to have uh, one of my one of my friends and pals is a uh, He's an ex-NFL star quarterback, Jeff Kemp, and uh, he's sitting down with us today with a sports-related concussion discussion with one hit away. We'll also, I can, you know, I'm so proud to talk about Jeff's incredible work after the NFL, which he'll touch a little bit on the front end and the back end of this, and I can't wait. Um, so we're, we're joined today by a longtime friend, football teammate and fraternity brother, at Dartmouth College, Jeff Kemp, and I, and I welcome you, Jeff. And, and before I give you a formal welcome, I want to properly introduce you. Jeff was an NFL quarterback from 1981 to 1992. Jeff and his father, a lot of you may rec recognize this name, Jack Kemp, very prominent politician in our country, a former United States vice presidential candidate. Jeff and Jack were the first of only six sets of father-son quarter NFL quarterbacks in, in history. After Jeff's 11-year career in the NFL, which included the Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, and Philadelphia Eagles, Jeff went on to found and led the Seattle-based national nonprofit Stronger Families, dedicated to helping families thrive. After 18 years as CEO, Jeff and his dear wife, Stacy transitioned to serve family life as Vice President and Catalyst from 2012 to 2017, helping leaders and influencers strengthen families. As Jeff speaks and coaches throughout the United States, he combines the best from professional team sports with the best of building strong relationships, team alignment, and trust to strengthen the business. He has persevered through the highs and lows of pro football and led organizations to strengthen relationships and fuel collaboration. Jeff and his wife, Stacy have been married for 35 years and mentor young couples. They have four married sons, and love, they all love tennis, skiing, and spending some time with the family, and a lot of time with family, which is vital, and I commend them. Um, Jeff, let me set the stage. You're the first NFL athlete 
I've had the pleasure of talking with for One Hit Away Foundation podcast series. Your inside experience and in, in after NFL life experiences have shown you many of the unfortunate consequences of sports-related concussions and also the way people have dealt, dealt with adversity in this topic also. I know you have a ton to share on this topic. But before we start, can you give our audience a little bit about Jeff Kemp team and what it means to you in 2019 with what we see in this atmosphere of life? Well, Darren, uh, my beta uh, fraternity brother and football <laughs> teammate and uh, successful dude is using his success to help make life better for others that have struggles. Hey, it's good to be with you. Um, so I grew up with a dad that was a quarterback and a brother that was a quarterback and sports and leadership have always been a part of things. And really the word that represented my dad is lift. Um, and he was always lifting people and um, wherever he went, whatever he did, bringing optimism and hope and uh, feeling something that could be better. And uh, really my mission in life and at Jeff Camp team is to lift others to find uh, the greatest source of love to form wonderful and loving, resilient relationships, and to build great teams that bring out the best in others and make life better for others. So I see that word LIFT as an acronym. Life is for transformation. Um, Life isn't perfect. We people are flawed. The world has bad stuff happen. You get things going the way you want, and then all of a sudden something happens, and it's not the way you want. Um, All of us, you know, have pride and selfishness and insecurities and uh, we make mistakes and others make mistakes and others even do you know bad things to us um, obviously c- cancer happens lo- jobs are lost concussions happen uh, various other things um, but the idea of lift is this acronym life is for transformation we are always in the process of transforming and if you have that attitude then you'll be a realist who says I want to make things get better I know sometimes they, they go south for a little while, but I want to use that negative experience, that challenge, that difficulty. I call them blitzes. I want to use that to learn. I want to use that to grow. I want to use that to help others. I want to transform uh, myself and the circumstance and the people around me. Um, and when I think of uh, concussions and the great sport of football and the many sports that endure Uh, too many concussions because of the intense level of competition and activity that is kind of transferred from the pro level down to the college level and then from the college level down to the high school level to where select teams and travel teams and now youth teams many times are just going overboard instead of just playing for fun. Um, They're playing for wins and losses and scholarships and supposed pro careers, which hardly, hardly, hardly anyone is going to get. So I'm a, I'm a sports fan. I'm a sports fanatic. I love sports and football is, I think, the greatest sport in the world. But the reality of injuries and concussions in particular, which are so central because they impact the brain, shapes everything about your life, um, really our situation we need to get our eyes open to. We need to face reality, and we, we need to realize that we need to transform circumstances from not so good to better from not so aware of these risks um, to more aware of these risks, from not so aware of the healing and the potential and the many things that can improve our brain after an injury uh, to people being super aware and getting the word out and making sure that we quickly get uh, young people as well as older athletes 
into the help they need. So your uh, foundation, uh, One Hit Away, is doing something awesome. It's about lift. You are lifting people to a better future who wouldn't have had that if they were just stuck with the circumstance of their, of their sports injury uh, relative to their brain. So uh, I'm talking to a bunch of folks who I hope will face reality and everything in their lives uh, and say, no, I'm not perfect, but I want to make the future better. I'm going to learn some lessons. I'm going to speak the truth. I'm going to be real, and I'm going to look for improvement. And if we do that, uh, we can bring a lot of hope to a lot of people. Well, some things don't change over time, Jeff. You've always been straight up. You've been to the point. You're passionate, and you're full of love for people to do the right thing. And so uh, one of the empowering moments that we have is when we look a recipient in the eye of One Hit Away Foundation after we've had the privilege of working with them through our programs of medical doctors and medical healing modalities to see that we've changed their life. We, mm. too, feel as though we've lifted them yeah. to another level, per se. Um, so thank you for that, that introduction. It fits so well with what we do. It's such a synergy. Uh, it's just perfect, thanks. Um, That's great. Hey, John, can I take a quick timeout in this podcast? Um, this is the third time I've heard kind of some vibration in the recording. Uh, yeah. Have you heard it on your end? And do we I'm, to... I'm okay on this side. So far. Good, then we're great. If it's okay. recording, great. Let's keep on going. That could have been a blitz, then we would have found a way to get around it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, evidently, it's not a problem, so keep on going. Good, thanks. Um, let me ask you a question. From boyhood through today, you have been surrounded by literally supreme athletes on the biggest stages. What did you notice as some of the common traits of those athletes during the times of their peak performance? If there were three common traits that drove them, what was it, do you think? Well, um, I'll start with a little bit of a interesting and slightly negative um, perspective. There are many elite athletes who are driven to outrageous levels of preparation and pushing themselves and competition because of insecurities. Lots of times they might not have had their dad's approval or maybe their dad wasn't around. Um, maybe he always uh, drove them harder. It's never good enough. Um, an A- isn't good enough. You know, Two touchdowns isn't good enough. Um, and there's a lot of athletes like that. You know, we're, we're, one of the biggest deficits in America is fatherhood. And there's a lot of fatherless kids that don't um, make it out of tough circumstances. Uh, there are many do because of great single moms who do a phenomenal job and a lot of good mentors in their life. But there are a good number of athletes who came out of those backgrounds and overcame the odds mm -hmm. and used it as fuel for their fire. Um, but to look to the positive, um, respecting the, the effort that those athletes have put in. The, the greatest athletes in their times of peak performance um, have prepared so well and they've pushed themselves um, so hard in practice and, and, and had such an intensity to their mental practice of watching the video, uh, learning the game plan, uh, planning for um, blitzes and eventualities, and then their training, and as well as great practice at a high tempo. And when they get to the game, it feels almost slow motion. And it feels easy. Um, the second, the second trait is they've got great camaraderie with their teammates, and their personality may be different than other people, but they know how to joke around. They know how to hang out. They know how uh, to trust one another, um, and they've proven trustworthy. And they trust the guys around them. That trust is what lets you lay it all on the line and sacrifice yourself 
so that teamwork really works. So one is an outrageous amount of preparation. Two is kind of a camaraderie and friendship. I call I, I see it comes from great relationship um, is, is the trust. And then the third one is they have a vision of greatness. Sure. They think they're, they think I'm going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to be on a team that goes all the way. Uh, we're going to do it better than it's ever been done before. In fact, that's a mantra of Steve or of uh, Pete Carroll, the Seahawks coach. We're going to do it better than it's ever been done before. When I played for Bill Walsh and the Niners, you know, he didn't just teach a play. He he prefaced putting in Brown Wright Fox two Z post play action pass by telling us, hey, this play isn't just important for itself. It's important because it's going to help us win a Super Bowl. We want to win more Super Bowls than any other team in this decade. And well, you wanted to listen to him after he said that, and then you wanted to practice hard and run Brown Wright Fox 2Z post well. So vision, and then incredible preparation, and then great rapport and relationship and trust with your teammates so that you can sacrifice for them, knowing that they'll sacrifice for you. Great summary. That's fascinating. Outrageous preparation, obviously camaraderie of trust, and an audacious vision. vision of greatness. That's so simply said, and a lot to do to get there. And my hat off to you and your colleagues who've got who've gotten there. Um, in addition to the above, do you agree that those athletes? This is interesting to think of it this way. Were or did basically throw everything on the line per se to be their best, including potentially unknowing to them damaging their brains from multiple sub concussions and straight up concussions. You saw that. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone's really thinking about um, spraining their ankle, blowing out their knee, um, getting arthritis in their hip and getting a replacement, which is what happened to me. Um, They're not thinking about having a concussion or a second concussion. Um, They're thinking about playing the game they love. They're thinking about laying it on the line for their teammates. There's the same mentality there is in the military. Um, you know, you want to be the first on the battlefield and the last off. You, you don't want to ever let down your teammates. You want to have their back, and you love playing with people that are going to have your back. And with that comes this code of going above and beyond, kind of sacrificing yourself. And it's really noble. It, it's really good. I mean, um, I know that as a husband, uh, I would I would jump in front of a car to save my wife's life. And uh, there was a guy named, uh, I can't remember his full name, I think his name was Lenny, in that Las Vegas shooting when there was that concert. Uh, he heard the direction of the shots. He pull, pulled his young bride and put her in the opposite direction, covered her with his body, and they started running. And he ended up taking a, a bullet in the back, and he died and fell on top of her. But he had literally sacrificed himself right. uh, for his wife. That's noble. Right. Um, I mean, that's the love. You know, that's the love of God for us, right. um, and that's what we need to represent to others. But in sports, yep, you can lose your sense of reality and consequences um, because you're so intense about the competition. And brain injuries can't be fixed as easily as a, a knee can be repaired. Absolutely. But the good news is, uh, your group in modern uh, medical technology, nutrition, um, is coming up ways where we can heal the brain much um, more quickly, much more reliably, and we also can be a lot more careful about not letting 
our kids and our athletes sustain multiple concussions. Well, you know, you, you said it. I mean, you said something that the, the, the adrenaline, the power of being noble, the laid on the line for trust, we don't want to take, at one hand, away foundation, we don't want to take any of that away because, as you know, you and I have grown up with men, women, and teammates around us in athlete, in athletics that have taught us life lessons to where we are today. We don't oh, want yeah. that. And it's been phenomenal, that teaching process. What we're trying to do is to integrate when you have a sprained ankle, you have a broken shoulder, you have a broken finger, you go and find a way to heal it. What we're so screaming out large is say we can also do it with the brain, which has been neglected because people said there's no, you know, they just weren't aware of the healing opportunities. So by you sharing with our audience the power of that force, that's cool. We love that. But we also want to make sure the mantra of as you play sports, make sure that you have an, you can empower yourself by knowing there's a place to heal your brain along with the other body parts, too, that go along with teaching us life lessons that are so, so valuable for all of us. Thanks yeah, you know, that. Darren, um, I think all of us face situations in life where sometimes we're presented just with two options. Um, and it's kind of a, a binary solution. Um, there's this way or that way. There's right. the conservative approach or the liberal approach, the Democrat approach or the Republican approach. Um, and you know what? I, many times I think those are, are false presentations to us. Um, and the greatest solutions oftentimes are not one of two ways, but a third way. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King found a third way. Mahatma Gandhi found a third way. Um, Jesus lived a third way. He, he showed truth. Um, he pointed out where people went astray, but he showed such incredible grace and forgiveness that said, I love you and accept you and you're valuable before you ever change. But if you accept what I'll give you, your, my love will help you transform so you don't get stuck with some of those problems. So in this case, um, we don't need to throw out football to prevent concussions and, and rescue uh, young people from these challenges. Um, and we don't need to ignore the real risks of concussions and not talk about the serious uh, ramifications and also the very hopeful medical technologies and treatments. Um, some people might be afraid to talk about those things because they think it's admitting that football is dangerous and that there are lots of brain injuries. Hey, right, let's, let's face the truth. When you fall down on your bike and hit your head on right. the ground, you're going to get hurt. And when you smash heads against people playing a sport, there's right. times where your brain's going to get hurt. So let's talk reality. Let's keep improving the, the, the techniques, the safety, the equipment, uh, the testing, and especially getting people quickly into great treatment. So the third way is sports is awesome, but it can go overboard. Let's, let's take care of the overboard part, um, but let's also face reality and deal with the challenges of injuries, in particular brain injuries. Or as you would say, and I don't mean to use your eloquence of, of, of your business, but basically you there? I'm here. Um, yeah, basically asking people to face the blitz on this topic, and this is the blitz. Yes. So we're, help, we're helping them. Um, you know, the, the way you face the blitz is, number one, as a team, and number two, you face it head on. You've got to be a realist. You know, if you drop back seven steps and just hope the blitz doesn't hit you, you're going to get cleaned. But you have to change your drop back. You have to change where you're going to throw. The receiver has to change the route. Running backs have to dive in front of linebackers and sacrifice. Everyone's adapting. They're changing. 
but there's actually great opportunity for big plays and touchdowns on blitzes. So uh, I think you got to face this blitz head on. We got to come together as a team, which your group is basically the team building, um, you know, success story sharing uh, lead in. Um, and then we all need to uh, roll up our sleeves and do what we can to help prevent them and then quickly get people into healing. Absolutely. Um, you've been around a lot of players who you've seen go through unfortunate consequences in the game. Can you share with us, and if you feel comfortable with our with our with our audience, uh, one of your closest friends that may have gone through a tragedy that we both talked about earlier in Seattle? Well, I had a, a friend, a fr- I had a friend and a roommate, uh, Grant Fiesel, um from Abilene Christian. And Grant was a great player, played center for many years in the NFL, a lot of the time with the Seahawks, and we roomed together. And um, he was a very um, humble guy who didn't want to bring attention to himself um, and was one of those blue-collar, hard-working, dependable guys. Um, but there was a, a, a weakness to Grant in that he never wanted to show his injuries or his vulnerability or act like he needed help from anyone. Um, and he kind of felt like that was protecting him from being vulnerable to the team, thinking, oh, he's damaged goods, let's cut him or trade him. And right. that does happen in the NFL, and it creates sure. paranoia. Um, and so I don't know what happened during the course of Grant's whole career, how many um, significant concussions he's had versus multiple um, brain um, impacts, or I shouldn't call them small concussions, but less noticeable concussions, which you'd think a center smacking heads right down the center of the, of the line would do frequently. But uh, he seemed to be totally fine after his career ended, went into medical sales, um, did really well, successful in that. But later on, the various injuries of his body started catching up with him, shoulders and knees, soreness. Um, and his wife really believes that he had CTE. Oh, and gosh. that brought upon him moodiness and depression. And because he had this, um, I'll call it a secondary form of pride, not the arrogant macho on the best type, which is ugly and none of us really love that, but we have problems with that. He had kind of this, I don't want to show my weakness. I don't want to let anyone know I need help. I'm not going to ask for help type of pride. And he never got help. He didn't He didn't go get the doctors. He didn't go get the psychologist. He didn't um, go get the help for the alcohol that he started to use to numb his pain. He never drank alcohol his whole life, but it became his medicine of choice. And Grant basically drank himself until his body gave out and he died um, of alcohol poisoning and the destruction. But I I believe that CTE and other football injuries and the inability to ask for help and get help uh, basically not facing the blitz head on, I contributed to I'm not criticizing it. My, my, my sadness it. for him and his family sure. is huge. Yeah. And, uh, all of us want to appear a little bit invulnerable and don't want to look like we need help, but that's not a wise way to live. We got well, to you know, the, the position that he played obviously uh, put him in a spot where he did have a lot of repetitive hits to the head. And what we see in our work is all sports with those types of elements do affect the way cognitive uh, decisions are made, realistic decisions are made, and as you saw in one of your dear friends, his whole life yeah, I can changed. Yeah, I can shape all that. You stop yeah. being as rational as you would be. 
Exactly. Exactly. Um, from your perspective and the colleagues' perspective in the NFL, do you think that the the professional sports community is well aware of the difference between symptomatic relief for concussions and actual brain healing straight up? Um, that's a little bit of a nuanced distinction for sure. And I don't think they are in, in, in whole in the NFL players that aware of those distinctions. I do think they know that even though your headaches go away and you know, your vision clears up and you're able to go back to practice and play that it wasn't good to get a concussion. It's kind of like you spent some of the money in your bank account and you're not getting it back. Right. Um, and it's also not good to get another one and you don't want to get a bunch of them in a row. I think they're more aware of that today than uh, 10 years ago. Um, we're more aware of that you know, obviously in little league sports than we were years ago. Right. But I think the NFL guys are, are more aware of that, and, and so are college players. But I really don't think that they understand um, really what's going on in terms of how your brain is being damaged for the long term sure. as opposed to, sure. hey, this isn't good for me. I don't want to have too many of these. But, you know, we have seen right. guys that have passed away from CTE now, so – um, you know, the Websters and Durson and right. um, Junior Seau. So guys guys are not naive, but I don't think they're highly informed either. I totally agree. We see that as part of our work, and um, that's so well said from your standpoint. Other than the, what we do at One Hit Away Foundation, have you been personally or you know of any of your colleagues exposed to actual brain healing options? over your years, and if so, anything particular stood out? No, I really haven't. Once I started talking to you, I, I started learning a whole bunch more than I knew before, um, and you know, I was excited to hear about hyperbaric chambers, the, right. the power and role of oxygen and presented in the right way for soft tissue healing. Right. That, that was really cool. I figured that probably nutrition has something to do with it, sleep, has a lot to do with it. Um, maybe cutting down on electronics um, and screen time and uh, the way our brains are getting wired these days. I even wonder if that's making us more vulnerable to concussions, particularly young people that have known nothing but tons of screen time and kind of a different synapse firing in their brains uh, because of video games and fast-paced uh, TV and clicking uh, with those uh, endorphins and yep. stuff that fire. So I, I wonder. So between nutrition and uh, electronics, I think we're probably more vulnerable to concussions these days. Um, but I wasn't really aware of some of the key things that can be done to heal the brain until I started right. talking to you. Right. Well, two things I'm going to – one thing I'm going to send you, and I'd love my audience to listen to this too, and I'll have it on our website – I'm not sure if you're familiar, but uh, Howard Stern just uh, interviewed Joe Namath, and Joe Namath had a three-minute segment on of his of his more than three minutes, but three minutes specifically designated to uh, his hyperbaric oxygen therapy chamber center and how it saved his life and turned his brain around. It's a pretty spectacular discussion, but I'll send you that video, cool. and uh, it's really eye-opening for just 
those who have grown up with a legend in the in the space seeing the the admission of something so simple that can help his brain and so forth. And also number two, we talk about adolescence. We have a tremendous amount of evidence in one of our podcasts uh, with Dr. Dan Amina from Amen Clinics talks about the identity of adolescence and how they can be dramatically uh, at large in terms of a threat because adolescents are growing up trying to figure out themselves, their strength, their 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 common sense, their confidence factor. And when all of a sudden you blend it in with a concussion that throws the brains, the metabolic system upside down, throws the intoxins in there, that gets confused. All of those things that are trying to form a very good identity for a young man or woman at that part of their life. And yeah, that's we a have concern. I'm concerned. concerned about identity crisis in the first place for young people in such a comparative performance achievement uh, yeah. Instagram comparison type society. Yeah. Uh, but I can see when, and when all that is uh, going on and trying to figure out who am I, how do I fit in, what do I have to offer, am I valued, am I loved, and then your brain starts uh, kind of misfiring. Yes. Um, that's that's a, a rough thing. Then, then, Jeff, what we see is we see, and God bless them all, we see the parents trying to figure this out. And the parents are having the most difficult time figuring it out. So as you know so well, it's like throwing a boulder in a pond. The ripple effect is at large. And so we see that, and we really, really try to work hard to make sure that people understand the root cause of this versus blaming things that you know are out of their control, but a lot of things are in their control. So but thanks for bringing that up. That's awesome. Sure. Um, so let me ask you the real question that we get. And you're a pal of mine from Dartmouth, and we all grew up in the same kind of mentality of doing doing things right. There's no way to no wrong way to do the right thing and give it all you can. And we grew up with great lessons with sports. So parents have an opportunity to ask you a lot. Uh, would you allow my children? If if you were if, you know, would you encourage parents to allow their sons or daughters play sports with repetitive hits to the head, straight up? Well, what would you say to them? Well, I I believe that football can uh, transform and uh, improve itself, and that concussions are not a central and necessary part of youth and, and high school football. Um, and so I think that football is still a good sport, but we need to bring a lot of attention to improving the safety of it and the awareness of how do we hold our head, um, how do we tackle, um, how do we, as running backs, not put our heads straight down and bull into someone. Uh, there's some changes, and coaches need to get aware of that. So I would let my kids play football. I know many football players who wouldn't. Um, and yet, when you think about what the sport has done for my dad, what it's done for me, what it's right. done for my brother, I have four sons who played many, many years. I had seven concussions. My dad had nine. Um, my sons have had far fewer than me, um, well, far fewer. I know there have been some dingers and stuff. I did take one son to a hospital once, and the doctor that attended him said, hey, I saw you one time, Jeff, when you were on the scene. Oh, no. <laughs> oh uh, no. Crazy deja vu. Um, <laughs> and I don't mean to you know, play a crapshoot or um, be callous about this, but um, my dad and his intellect – was strong until he died. And I've been through the NFL's brain testing, and 
I do not qualify for the benefits for those with brain damage that the recent settlement has offered. In other words, my brain is still operating, my right. memory is still working. Uh, my brother is doing well and leading the Jack Kemp Foundation and helping recruit minority uh, political leaders to work in this country to give us great leadership. Um, so, and my sons are healthy and strong, married and raising two sons and two others have daughters on the way. So our, for our family's experience, which is pretty extensive, it's been a great sport, continues to be a great sport, and the health risk hasn't um, impacted us to the negative. So yes, okay. I think football's good. People should keep playing, but I would tell parents to get to know the coaches, get to know their philosophy, get to know the league. Um, I want to see more of those MVP mobile bags on every college, high school, peewee uh, field. Um, you know, they were invented out at Dartmouth by our teammate, Buddy Tevens. Right. Um, they just created one for the high school market that's priced much more uh, reasonably. Um, I have a, a buddy who's running the company, <laughs> a quarterback there. I know investors in the company, so I guess I'm biased, but I'd be most biased for the protection of football players' bodies and their brains. And when you go to a college like Dartmouth, it says you will never tackle a live human being for your four years in practice at Dartmouth, and you'll never be hit by another person tackling you for four years but you will have fewer injuries than other teams. You'll have better tackling form because we'll do more tackling on the dummy. And we're going to be a winning team. Then I'm like, hey, thank you. I'm looking for that kind of leadership in sports. And I also am looking for uh, Dartmouth and many more schools to start saying concussions are real. They can happen in football, uh, either from repeated hits or from that fluke thing where you just happen to trip and fall and hit your head on the ground like a 10-year-old soccer-playing girl. Um, or a 14-year-old lacrosse-playing boy, uh, yep. concussions can happen, and we are going to be vigilant at looking for them, and we're going to get you in front of the best treatment possible. That's, uh, you know, thank you for sharing that, because I want to share with our audience that uh, our friend and uh, ex-teammate Buddy Tevens, who is the head coach of Dartmouth Football today, uh, he's the one who transformed that statement to make sure every parent that has the privilege of having their son be recruited to Dartmouth to play football know that that is the truth, that their son's heads will not be toyed with during before and after games during practice because of the technology they set up. It's a powerful statement in a leadership position that we're so proud of. One of the elements that we as a One Hit Away Nonprofit Foundation are encouraging and all the facilities out there, whether it's, uh, in, you know, weightlifting training facilities, and Jeff, you've seen them all. Um, I don't walk into these facilities, any, and I've never seen a facility that where at least one corner of the room, of the millions of dollars spent in that facility with thousands of square feet of wonderful technology and equipment, yeah. I've never seen one corner of the room dedicated to brain healing or brain health. And that's where we want to go. We want to make sure that these athletes know that this is a chin-up mentality. Everything above the chin needs to be paid attention to also in addition to the wonderful parts of our body below the chin. And so any way we can help each other get the word out about chin-up corners and every one of these facilities, boy, we got a lot of, a lot of wonderful things to, trans, trans, to be transformed out of that. So we're, that's, that's one of our mantras. I mean, that's, a, uh, that's a championship vision right there. Um, and it's a, 
necessary vision that all these sports that have um, significant um, assets and technology dedicated to the athletes would take care of the most important organ and central part of the human body, the brain. Yeah. So they can live their life after with a lift consciousness. And that's what this is all about, combining these wonderful things. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up a bit. We've talked a lot, and this has been wonderful for our audience. A lot of good tidbits, and I can't. This is a, just one of our all-star podcasts. I want to just make sure that the, our audience is well in tune with what Jeff Kemp team does. If you could take just a few minutes and give us three or four bullet points, and I'll allow the audience to understand how to get a hold of Jeff Kemp team. But I also want to make sure you have a little bit of um, opportunity to tell everybody what it does. Oh, thanks. Um, my mission in life and at Jeff Kemp Team is to strengthen relationships and help strengthen people's sense of um, value and mm-hmm. worth. Um, actually know that their identity is rooted in relationships, where they came from. It's rooted in their character. It's, it's rooted in their character strengths. It's not defined by performance or the number of followers on some social platform or achievements and, and, and money or popularity. Um, so I want to help people, number one, uh, know how valuable they are. I want to help them uh, find the love of God that's the most transformative force in my life. I want to help them understand uh, the practical principles um, and the paradigms that lead to great relationships, great friendships and great marriages, because marriages have such an impact on children. Um, And then, of course, marriage is the smallest form of teamwork, though I think the most important. So I help teams build excellent relationships and trust, and then the vision, like I was talking about earlier with Bill Walsh and others, uh, that we're about something bigger than ourselves here. We have a cause greater than ourselves. We're not just trying to win games. Um, We want to make life better for others. So um, Chef Camp team does business trainings on how to build great teams. I call those beating the blitz, building a great team. I mentor CEOs um, kind of from the inside out. I call it soul mentoring. And we'll go away with a CEO because if you can influence a CEO who gets isolated and uh, too much pressure, moving too fast, um, some of their relationships start to break down a little bit with a spouse or children, um, Maybe they've stopped being humble and, and serving the team. They're not engaging the brains and uh, the full participation of everyone at their team. Uh, maybe they're getting close to burnout, um, thinking that their identity is as Joe's CEO, when, nope, you're just a human being. You're loved and valuable, but you're not more important because you have more money and a bigger office. Um, so I, I mentor CEOs on integrating uh, their faith and their relationships to have a balanced life that becomes a much better team. So uh, it's really um, team building training for businesses and organizations, uh, leadership mentoring uh, for leaders who really want to integrate uh, their faith and have great relationships and balance in their life. And then I speak. I speak a lot to men's groups, and I speak a lot to marriage groups. And I'm finding myself speaking some to uh, nonprofits and fundraisers, and I've always spoken to youth. But my bullseye, 
is helping men find their identity so that they can become benevolent men who are really strong and courageous, but they use their strength to protect women and to protect the poor and to uh, be there for the oppressed and the weak. And so that they use their gifts and their strength and their identity um, to lift others to a better life. So Jeff Kemp team is about championing marriage, families, benevolent manhood, and great teams led by humble leaders with balanced lives. Wow. You, you are, a, you are, we're, we're very, we're very blessed to have a, men like you in our country to do what you do and uh, to teach others those, those elements of life. And so as a well, pal, I, as a friend. I mean, I've been taught, I've been taught by, uh, you know, a lot by my dad. I've been taught by some great mentors in pro football, uh, some of our team chaplains, some of our great players like Reggie White and Steve Largent. Um, I've been taught by marriage and relationship experts for many years because I've been in that field for 25 years. How do you wow. make a relationship strong? How do you heal a marriage? How do you build a marriage? Uh, why get married? Is it worth right. it? Is marriage good? Um, what about fathering? I'm, I'm an ambassador for the Fatherhood um, Commission, a bunch of organizations that are strengthening fathering relationships. Um, and so I've learned from all these different groups, from Pat Lencioni, the team work expert, Bill Walsh, and others. And, and I, I just am passing on lessons that I've learned from others um, and trying to put them in really simple terms. And sports gives us some cool and simple metaphors and terms uh, like the blitz um, or being an investor when you throw the ball accurately with a receiver rather than a consumer who just throws the ball up somewhere and hopes some Odell Beckham with sticky gloves will catch it with three <laughs> fingers. So uh, I, I, credit, I credit many others including my wife and uh, most importantly I, I've you know I've, I've learned in my relationship with God that he's the best example of love and relationships um, and he's the power source I can't do anything really without that uh, relationship anchoring me well stated um, everybody's listening uh, just to make sure that you know how to get a hold of uh, Jeff Kemp's information you just it's simple just go to jeffkempteam.com jeffkempteam.com um, you also, I'd encourage all of you to take a look at his book called Facing the Blitz. Um, yeah, that's how the, there's, a web, there's, a web, there's a website for that, Darren. It's uh, facingtheblitz.com, and there's a bunch of about 100 videos on there, just one minute long, little uh, encouragements from the football field with little um, messages that I put together on topics of life to encourage folks, and even a little group study that groups of uh, people can go through together. So. That's uh, awesome. I got to. Hey Jeff, I got to talk you into do one of those one minute blurs for one hit away one day. That'd be awesome. Right. Get, get a camera in front of me. You know I talk too much. <laughs> That's never passionate. been hard to do, from what I remember. That's been good. I like that. I will. <laughs> and thank you. Um, You're welcome. Why don't we Why don't we wrap it up? Um, and there's there's a lot of good stuff here today. And thank you so much again. You've been so gracious with your time. Um, we're blessed that our listeners had time to, to uh, dial you in and listen to what they're doing and what we're doing and what you're doing. And it's just fascinating. And hopefully this uh, was a kernel. This was a kernel of uh, an aha moment for many. Definitely was with me revisiting with you. So thank you. Um, let me close it up. Yeah, my pleasure. Nonprofit in the country that's dedicated to brain healing and sports-related concussions. We have so much work to do, and it's people like Jeff sharing your work with our colleagues and our listeners that uh, really will help affected athletes of today and of tomorrow about the importance of brain healing. So again, thank you. 
Um, before I end, I do want to share with our listeners our two items. Uh, our website is www.onehitaway.org. And uh, as you know, our motto at One Hit Away is One Hit Away Understands Your Brain Can Change Your Game. A fascinating discussion today, and thanks again, Jeff. And we'll be talking soon, and uh, everyone have a great day. Thanks, Darren. Bye-bye.